everyone. So when media outlets report on, say, sequencing the human genome, it's a little more complicated than it sounds. Due to the rapid development of DNA sequencing technology, the thing they don't tell you is we now have access to so much DNA sequence, we can't effectively analyze it all. So bioinformatics or DNA sequence analysis in, is basically um, one of the fastest growing fields in science over the past 30 years and involves a mix of biology, computer science, and mathematics, and you know, just downloading dependency after dependency after dependency. It's sort of like, um, you know when you're on Wikipedia and you're looking at watermelons or something, and then five minutes later you're looking at the aerial bombings in World War II and you don't know how you got there. That's sort of what it's like. Um, and you know, bioinformatics has been doing a lot of heavy lifting lately in research, so you know, I think it deserves some love. So when a DNA sequencer spits out DNA sequence, um, it's not really useful unless we have intelligent ways to analyze it. Um, we need computers and bioinformatics software to you know, rearrange it and uh, compile it and look for patterns and motifs. Um, it's sort of like trying to browse the, in without bioinformatics, it'd be sort of like trying to browse the internet without a search engine. I mean, it's, you know, it's possible, but your ability to find like fresh dank porn, I mean, memes would be, it would be re severely hindered. And that's where Dr. Heng Lee comes in. Um, and I like to think of it as he helps turn alphabet soup into Shakespeare. So part of what makes Dr. Lee so notable as a scientist is he is on a fundamental level a methods researcher. Now, methods researchers are highly regarded in my opinion. I mean, think PCR by Carrie Mullis or chain terminator sequencing by uh, Frederick Sanger or you know, how to enslave the entire global population and compile their browsing habits by Mark Zuckerberg. Wait, no. <laughs> the, the point is, is that methods researchers paved the way for the rest of us to follow. Now, one of uh, Dr. Lee's main avenues of research is development of bioinformatics software so that other researchers can then apply these to their own fields. Um, <clears throat> And you know he's really helped take biology into the era of big data. So I wanted to talk about his contributions to science. Uh, like the previous speakers, Dr. Lee's also still alive. Um, so it'd be sort of awkward if he saw me doing this. Um, the one advantage of talking about a scientist that is living is the fact that you can look up their LinkedIn profile. Um, one disadvantage, of course, is now that they know that you looked at their LinkedIn profile. Like, I don't know why that's a thing. Why can't you just browse a LinkedIn profile without people knowing? It's really unsettling. But then, you know, we, we've all been there. But you know, I figured since he already potentially knows that I stalked him, I can just e I'll just email him and ask him some questions for this talk. So I did that. Um, you know, it's it's really rare to have a discussion with a personal hero, uh, and you know, this time was no different because he didn't respond to the email. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Dr. Lee received his PhD in 2006 from the Institute of Theoretical Physics at the Chinese Academy of Sciences. He split time between there and the Beijing Genomics Institute, which is one of the largest, if not the largest, DNA sequencing facilities on the entire planet. It was here he helped develop a program and database called TreeFam. TreeFam is, is really cool. Um, it looks at the evolutionary relationships between genes but in different animals. Um, it's a hugely ambitious project and along with still being curated today, is still causing mass confusions among creationists. Um, 
it's, it's freely accessible. Anyone can access, view, upload, and analyze DNA sequence. He then moved to complete a postdoctoral position uh, with Richard Durbin at the Wellcome Sanger Institute, just outside of Cambridge in the UK. Now, Richard Durbin is a bioinformatics pioneer. You know, many of his uh, softwares and programs are still being used to this day, and he's mentored a number of researchers who have gone on to make significant contributions to the field. Um, now, while Dr. Lee was here, he published his two most prominent papers um, in 2009, the SAM Tools and the BWA publications. So what SAM Tools is, it's a, uh, it's a software bundle which involves the creation of new formats for DNA sequence files. Now, you're probably thinking, well, okay, DNA sequence files, that's cool, I guess, but what he did was he, he made them really compact, so he extracted all the useful information and made them really lightweight, which means you can use it in analysis and it doesn't take that long. Um, makes them machine readable and human readable. It's really incredible. Um, the BWA is what's known as a mapping tool. Um, so we can take jumbled bits of DNA that a sequencer will spit out and we can actually map it to a known sequence of DNA. So this is really useful because we can compare between different organisms or look at an organism changing over time or within um, populations, you know, it's incredibly useful. Now, both of these publications have accumulated 14 and 15,000 citations. Like, that, that's a staggering impact in, in under nine years. I mean, it's sort of really unfathomable considering most publications don't get cited once. You know, it's like going, you know, platinum in twice in the same year. Um, you know, these tools form the basis of most bioinformatics now. So when, when you get taught how to do bioinformatics, these are the first things that they'll teach you. Like, that's a pretty incredible contribution. Um, you know, then uh, do, do, the BWA tool specifically um, is of particular note in an online discussion, a heated online discussion, I should say, I'm talking about the advantages and disadvantages of the BWA mapping tool when compared to other mapping softwares. Commenter Day for 123 criticized Dr. Lee for defending BWA, who said accusingly, who are you, the mapping god? <laughs> and you know, I think not ironically, the title of mapping god serves him well. Um, in 2013, he had an upgraded version of his BWA software. Um, try, he tried to have it published, but it actually didn't pass peer review. And uh, I guess everyone was sort of a little confused by that, but he just decided to publish it in an open access online repository called Arxiv. And since 2013, it's gathered 1,200 citations. So I think that really speaks for itself. Um, and this seems to be a case of peer review failing rather than the other way around, in my opinion. Um, Dr. Lee currently works at the Broad Institute, which is one of the most prominent research centers in the world. Um, where it continues to do uh, development of bioinformatics software and do fundamental bioinformatics research. He's still semi-active on forums and he, you know, talks to, uh, participates in discussions with students and other researchers about bioinformatics. Um, and this month, in, in May, he actually published a new read mapping software which allows um, mapping of ultra-long reads, which is a relatively new um, technology that's been developed and it's already got 11 citations within a month. So I, you know, again, I think that sort of speaks for itself uh, to the impact that he's having. So you know, I was thinking, what is the, the key to the success of Dr. Lee and all his publications? Because um, 
there seems to be, and just from my outsider's perspective, because he didn't respond to my email, but um, <laughs> he seems to maintain a set of principles that have really been present throughout his entire academic career, um, especially with regards to information sharing, which have really allowed his um, softwares to really get out there. I think firstly is he publishes primarily in open access um, journals. Now, this means that researchers and scientists don't have to pay to access these papers, and that's probably the biggest thing which allows mass adoption and uptake. Um, secondly, the software packages themselves are easily downloadable for free. Um, they're easily downloadable for free um, as highly polished software bundles. So you don't actually have to download 10 dependencies, a hugely important factor. Um, thirdly, the syntax of the software is actually really simple. So when you're doing bioinformatics, you're typing directly into the command line, directly into the computer. You don't have buttons to click on and an interface to really go off. So it can be really daunting, you know, not to mention like really challenging and time consuming, especially if you're like, I don't know, like a biologist who doesn't have any, you know, information about computer science or coding. So um, yeah, how Dr. Lee got around that was he started, he wrote really simple and easy to remember commands to run the program. Um, so this essentially made bioinformatics, which is essentially a closed box 10 years ago, into something that all researchers could get into. That's an incredible thing. Um, it's also helped create a trend in bioinformatics where people were now starting to write simpler commands to run the softwares. You know, so again, that's like a, an amazing impact to have. And then finally, um, the accessibility of his programs and uh, softwares was addressed um, as they were written with speed and scalability. So when you compare um, like Dr. Lee's programs to an equivalent, if there happens to be an equivalent, um, his will benchmark quicker. They'll, they'll run quicker. This means the system requirements for a computer are much lower. So what this effectively means is almost any lab around the world can do complex bioinformatic analysis for free. Like that, that's just, that's, this is the future I think that we want to live in, you know, where we can do this sort of thing. And this open source movement has been really good for that. Now in 2012, Dr. Lee received a, the Benjamin Franklin Award for his contributions to open access science. Um, and he's quoted as saying, it's not knowledge, but the way you reach it or get it that's important. You know, and I'd say he's doing a pretty damn good job because he's sitting on about 71,000 citations and his work is connected with and empowered scientists all around the world. You know, for me personally, um, being able to use what he's made has turned you know, my data into publishable work. And um, yeah, I'm really grateful for his contributions. And I'm really excited to see what he's going to come up with next. Thank you.